0: Top the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show.
1: All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use. No doubt starts now. This is the broadcast for August the 22nd in the year of our Lord, 2019. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we've used the Blueprint for Liberty, the Supreme Law of the Land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced that supreme law, along with the checks and balances, brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful, restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Now, yesterday, we had such incredible guests and information uh, that we just couldn't even recap the show hardly. Uh, So this is Thursday's broadcast. On Tuesday, we had uh, a discussion about Patty Stockman. That's a wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. She said, quote, can the case of my husband, Steve Stockman, be an alarm for Americans who love the Constitution? Uh, She talked about the former two-time congressman. I guess he endured a four-year investigation with four grand juries, followed by an indictment and a conviction by our own DOJ and IRS. Um. Poor Steve Stockman is now serving a 10-year prison sentence. But the mainstream press are all delighted to tell you about all that, right? But here's what they're not willing to tell you. Stockman has filed a compelling appeal showing his innocence with the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Have they told you that? That's certainly news in the nation, is it not? Especially when they're delighted to talk about prison reform all the time with Kim Kardashian, right? A Washington Times article, believe it or not, Washington Times... Uh, By Rebecca Hagelin, on August 8th, has caused many to take a fresh look at Stockman's case. And I think that's certainly warranted. I hope President Trump is one of them. Anyway, we talked about a bunch of other stuff first hour, but that was kind of the takeaway. Hour two, we talked about the fire marshal. Fact checks fake news about Trump New Hampshire rally attendance. Donald said it was well attended. The mainstream press mocked him and laughed and... They literally showed a few empty seats, but it was a very manipulated picture. It was documented that well over 11,000 were in the building. 8,000 were outside. It was not even close to an empty seat event like they wanted you to believe. It was a flat-out fake news lie. So then we cover it, and it's kind of a blackout news story. So I asked, do blackout news stories matter? If black lives matter, do blackout stories matter? stories they simply manipulate the truth on and or refuse to cover the truth because they don't want donald to get any support whatsoever anyway i also talked about the massive hong kong protest in the rain massive turnout bottom line is taiwan and hong kong and other nations are starting to be threatened even more so by china china believes literally um What, an ever-expanding empire funded by U.S. tax dollars in trade deficits? Is that what's going on? Our most favored nation trading partner flexes muscle. By the way, most New York manufacturers are reporting a slight and or no tariff price pressures, so the tariffs aren't as bad on the economy as some are saying. Donald Trump economic advisor Larry Kudlow says... There's no recession on the horizon. He may be right as it currently stands, but Larry, you better not be foolish, my friend. They can create a recession through the Federal Reserve and through manipulation of the stock markets, uh, through dishonest, fake money. Anytime they want, the media is hyping a recession as if they want one. Even Donald Trump's going, why are people pushing for a recession? Fair question. But uh, I'll give you an example. Bill Bill Maher doubles down. Recession worth it if it means getting rid of Trump. They do want a recession. They're blatantly admitting it. Pinkerton says why buying Greenland is one of Donald Trump's best ideas. I think it's a good idea, but I think we need to get a handle on our homeland first. We talked about Planned Parenthood. Braces for serious financial jolt. And now it turns out that, hey, they lost 60, what, billion dollars no 60 million dollars it's a start it's not enough but it shows that donald trump's serious about defunding planned parenthood now it's time for congress to do their part huh? anyway that's a recap of the show that took place a couple of days ago yesterday's show we had our guest on mr alex Horseman, marketing manager of ammo.com ammo.com slash podcast if you want to get some uh, discounts over there But we talked about the 27th anniversary, which was yesterday, of the Ruby Ridge horrible event. Let's never forget. And we talked about the shootout between Randy Weaver, his family, and federal agents on August 21st, 1992. It's a pivotal day in history. And uh, they wrote an incredible article over at Ammo.com about it called Siege at Ruby Ridge. The forgotten history of the ATF shootout that started a militia movement. And uh, they say the Weavers held racial separatist beliefs, but were not involved in any violent activity and or violent rhetoric. They were peaceful Christians who simply wanted to be left alone. Specifically for his beliefs, by the way, Randy Weaver was targeted by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms, nicknamed the ATF, in an entrapping steam operation designed to get him entrapped and then forced him to cooperate as a snitch for them. When Randy refused to become a federal informant, they charged him with, quote, illegally selling firearms. Due to a miscommunication about his court date, the Marshal Service was brought in. They laid siege to his house. They shot his son, his teenage son, in the back, and they shot his wife in the head when she was unarmed with a baby in her arms. Clearly, the aggressors, the federal government, you want proof? Well, this is the rest of the story you probably don't know, even if you know the Ruby Ridge story. In August 1995, the U.S. government avoided trial on the civil lawsuit Randy and his family brought by awarding the three surviving daughters a million dollars each and rewarding Randy Weaver himself $100,000. The attorney for Kevin Harris had to press a lot longer to get somewhat of justice. He sued for federal damages. Uh, Federal officials vowed they would never, ever pay someone who killed a federal marshal. But you know what? The fact is, the jury said he did that in self-defense. Yeah, Harris had been acquitted by a grand jury saying it was self-defense. So in September 2000, after a long battle, Harris was awarded a $380,000 settlement from the government. In every case, the government was the aggressor. The court case came out in Randy Weaver's situation. The government was the aggressor. The government shot his son, shot his wife. A marshal died. All for what? The government trying to entrap Randy Weaver. I mean, it is a criminal enterprise with rogue agents in government. Now, look, most of the... Government is not guilty here. Most of the government are good people, your neighbors, your friends, people that you go to church with, right? Good people doing the best they can. But there are rogue agents who have an agenda. If you don't believe me, look at Waco. Look at Ruby Ridge. Look at some of these cases. Look at the Ammon Bundy case for a modern-day reality check. They have not learned their lessons yet. Right? Lavoie Finnicum, dead. Unnecessarily so. Poor... uh, Ammon Bundy, literally the government lied, got caught out. The judge so incensed, she just flat out dismissed the whole case and said, this is crazy. The government's out of control. And so there's rogue agents that are really giving uh, the FBI and the CIA and the um, Justice Department. and the, I mean, I can go on and on. Ba- a, a real bad name. We had our guest on the rest of the first hour and the second hour, by the way, yesterday, talking about politics and hypocrisy. In 21st century America, James's website, thepoliticalcesspool.org. And we talked about Donald Trump accuses Jewish Democrats of disloyalty. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez calls the electoral College a scam. Claims that it's racist, even. I mean, this is the stuff we're covering, right? Barack Obama announces Netflix projects that will focus on race, class, and civil rights. Actress halts interview because of race. Uh, I guess the crew wasn't, what, dark enough? Diverse enough? What? Alyssa Milano, if I hadn't opted for two abortions in 1993, my life would be completely lacking of all of its joys of today. President Trump shifts away from background checks and then shifts back to background checks. I mean, the news cycle is just psychotic. Psychotic you got pro-death folks just promoting murder, promoting abortion. you got everybody and their dog just dividing us on race everywhere. Uh, you've got people attack, swearing an oath to the Constitution as elected officials and then attacking the very principles and constitutions and rule of law that they just swore an oath to. Acacio cortez perfect example. I mean, it is amazing what's going on out there. But we stand steady as a rock, that is, for the supreme law of our land, for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. We advocate for pure application of the principles that made America great in the first place. That is, the promotion of God, family, and country, and the protection of life, liberty, and property. Man, have we got a row to hoe, though, with what's going on out there. I'll tell you what. uh, That's a recap of yesterday's and the previous day's shows. News the Network's Refuse to Use starts now. Kirk Cosby with me. Welcome to the
2: broadcast, sir buenos dias greetings and salutations howdy 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 thank you sam and before we launch into
1: the news i want everybody to understand this broadcast is brought to you in part by raw honey delivered directly to your door do you want to learn more it tastes phenomenal if you want to ask questions uh, get comments find out pricing the whole you know anything you want get a hold of kurt c-u-r-t at libertyroundtable.com. that's kurt C-U-R-T at LibertyRoundTable.com or dial 801 669 That number is also textable. 801-669-2211. So call or text or email Curt at LibertyRoundTable.com. Or you can just go to the website, LocalHoneyMan.com. Check it all out. Back live in seconds. A lot of hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use straight ahead on your radio.
0: The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that will preserve the vanishing resource of the American cowboy. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery that celebrates our history, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Range Magazine also features great holiday gift ideas like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. You can order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we certainly need the power of love because, man, there's a lot of hate and a lot of division a lot of who knows what going into the 2020 election cycle, Democrats are dropping like flies, dropping out of the race, I should say it's no death matter here. thank heavens. Uh, all I'm telling you is the people are bailing out saying they'll never be president and the candidacy seemed to just or the candidate list just seemed to grow grow now it's starting to shrink, shrink, which is part of the pattern, but the 20 cycle 2020 cycle well underway. But folks have some strange plans there, Kurt
2: well that's right sim and the uh uh headline from Breitbart um says twenty twenty that that's not um hindsight or whatever we're talking about the year it says uh zuck and that's short for zuckerberg the big shot at uh Facebook plans news police uh the Additional accompanying headlines are: Facebook brings on corporate media vets to manually curate your content, uh, and then uh, little uh, not one more to go with it: establishment to cash in on spin. So, so what's really
1: going on here, as far as I can tell, if you talk to Mark Zuckerberg, it's kind of like this. Hey, we've had automated tools that have kind of curated your news in the past. We're going to get a human on the scene to double down and really ferret out the great news, the good news, the important news, the reliable news. The and We want to become your news kind of experts. We'll curate Uh, Apple, believe it or not, is doing the same thing. Apple and Google and Facebook and all these big companies are trying to curate the news and decide out of the millions of news stories that roll every day, which ones are credible, which ones are legitimate, which ones should be before you. Um, The problem with that whole idea is the Breitbart reality check on this discussion. Kurt, which is, you know what, Zuckerberg plans news police. These humans will curate the news even more so. The problem is they don't have great enough AI tools yet um, to make sure that it controls everything. They make mistakes. The AI makes mistakes where they don't want to get too caught being too biased, too manipulative. So what they want to do is get humans on there to ferret through the stories and and, and then uh, control it what it really means though is you 'll have even more of a liberal bent, more of a shutdown of of our content um, in the news okay it won 't just stop fake news. What it will do is it will promote uh, mainstream news organizations, very liberal, very extreme, very uh, manipulative news stories, above all else, and they 're now adding quote human touch along with AI. Uh, In my opinion, to engineer their desired outcome, Kurt, is what really is going on here. Because if there's three stories, a New York Times story, a Liberty Roundtable story, uh, and just say like a Huffington Post story. I'm telling you right now, even if our research is 10 times more stellar, 10 times more accurate, um, they're not going to promote our story, Kurt. They're going to look at us and go, hey, those guys are right wingers. Uh, those guys are racists. Those guys are, well, they're just not legitimate news, and so therefore we're not even going to consider that story from Liberty Roundtable. Um, it might even be an example of where we were live at the Republican National Convention or live at the presidential, President Trump inauguration. We were live there. But they might even take a story where somebody wasn't really there, wasn't really live, wasn't really on the scene. So I'll give you an example. The mainstream press pitched that there was a pretty bad turnout for the Trump inauguration. Well, you and I were there, Kurt, and we saw how uh, crowded it was. We literally walked, 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 walked um, through so many people as we got closer and closer and closer to the front of the inauguration. Uh, And there was just so many people. And then the mainstream press came out and goes, oh, man, it was really sparsely attended. Didn't go very well. And I'm telling you right now, we were there firsthand on scene to say that's not even true. That's just not true. And then you get this story recently that we just covered, like yesterday, where they took a picture of a couple of seats that were empty in some weird place where you didn't even have good visual access. I mean nosebleed seats for sure. A couple of spots, and then they made that seem like, oh man, nobody attended Trump's rally. Now we've got people opposing that view, saying, Hey, you know what? There was eleven thousand plus people in the arena. There was eight thousand plus people outside. People were actually camping to attend the event this idea that it wasn't well attended is just a bogus fake news okay they did that back then they're doing that now you me and others are challenging that narrative and saying that's bogus but what they're going to do is make sure that we don't even get our chance in the in the media to have our word brought forward they're just going to say you guys are fake news the mainstream press has the scoop they're the credible quote journalists and the hand-picked curators via mark zuckerberg and crew are going to become the news police and make sure that you and i can't even get on the radar see in the old days because there was no internet we couldn't get on the radar and they loved it they were gatekeepers and controlled the media then the new media started to take center stage and they went whoa and we were able to one force our issues into the into the mainstream for discussion uh, maybe not get credit for it but we would you know paint the narrative and then they'd be forced to adapt and deal with the real story oftentimes now this is an effort to take back and reward the gatekeeping mainstream dishonest press uh, and shut down the rest of us and ai is not quite good enough to get it done kurt and now they're going to add humans to make sure they get the job done that's my take on the Breitbart story, and that's my take on what I see from Mark Zuckerberg and crew over there at Facebook, Kurt.
2: All right, we'll try to get Kurt back in the meantime. Well, I don't know for sure what else to add, Sam. I was just thinking about what you said. And, uh, yeah,
1: you add whatever you, know, you think is important when, from the story, Kurt. When, is this, uh, when we say 2020, is this for the election, or how do you well, think it's going to affect the election? I,
2: I guess they're thinking it's supposed to be geared up uh, to handle it you know, soon. Uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, um, they say that Facebook is reportedly going to be paying dozens of publishers in order to license content for the news tab and um, the largest partners in the project are going to be paid million buck, millions of dollars a year. Uh, Facebook representatives have stated that they would be willing to pay as much as three million a year to license the headlines and the articles uh, that are previewed from news outlets. Um, that's according to sources familiar with the situation. Uh, I just uh, think um, you know that you've got it handled very well. I'm just they're going
1: to pay us, us, Kurt, like millions details. and curate Liberty Roundtable live headlines. I mean, we got great headlines? I don't you think they're going to include Breitbart or Drudge Report or they might include Drudge I don't know you think they're going to include like WorldNetDaily WND.com and you know I mean, there's a lot they I can think all that. they're
2: trying to do is probably take the AP and kind of a, you know expand it if you will which is what I kind of see from these Yeah folks. it's
1: kind of a but sad we'll tale see. to tell. We're just talking about different stories and our focus on the stories are different our whole belief system is different. What they're hailing is, hey, we're going to curate some of the best news and pay a lot of money to bring it to you, we say, is the news police. That's all. All right, Sanders. This is Bernie. He hasn't dropped out of the Democratic race yet, Kurt. But Sanders has a goal for unions. He wants to double the membership in four years. You want to respond to that?
2: Well, um, bernie's at least in my opinion just um i mean i, I don't know what else to say except for i i kind of hope he goes away soon uh you know i think his uh phrase like this that's kind of a last gasp effort of his to try to get the uh union boys to support him
1: Yeah, I think uh, you're right about that. Now, here's my point. I don't mind unions. I love the more perfect union. The United States of America, it's one of the greatest unions ever known. Uh, I also love the National Taxpayers Union, NTU.org. It's one of the greatest organizations, I believe, truly fighting for America and for lower taxes and for things that matter most uh, on all levels. Um, You know, city, county, state, federal, all levels. Even internationally, they're working now to uh, try to reduce taxes and create government accountability and all that kind of stuff. I love it. I also like the union between a man and a woman, the marriage union. But every one of these unions that I'm talking about, Kurt, are voluntary, free association uh, choices. The problem that I have with the unions that that Bernie Sanders wants to promote, these are forced unions, Kurt. These are unions where they want to double the membership and say, hey, you can't work without being part of the union. If you try, we'll beat your head in. Uh, The fact is we're going to basically take forced dues from you. And so these forced unions... I have a problem with it, and that's kind of the the problem with the promotion of Bernie Sanders. But there it is, Uh, and Kurt's saying it's a last gasp from Bernie. You know, I don't know. The mainstream press will keep him in the news, I'm sure, plenty. But Kurt's right. He's desperate for something that can resonate. That's for sure. All right, the federal budget deficit, Kurt, is going to reach a trillion dollars. Did you see this?
2: No, not that I All right, remember, look this but. up. We'll talk
1: about it right on the other end of the break here. Uh, Donald has cut taxes, and I commend him for it, but nobody's been willing to cut spending, therefore our deficits are going through the roof. We'll talk about it in seconds. Sam and Kurt on your radio.
0: Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing Liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA
3: Radio News with Chris Barnes. Shootings leading the news as officials are on the hunt for a suspect after four people were shot, one of them fatally at a bar in Columbia, South Carolina overnight. Meanwhile, authorities in Southern California are looking for a possible sniper who shot an LA County Sheriff's deputy yesterday. The deputy's in a hospital after a gunshot came from a four-story building hitting the deputy's bulletproof vest. The 21-year-old trainee shot in a parking lot of the county's Sheriff's Department. President Trump again claims Democrats are not behind Israel. You vote for a Democrat.
1: You're being very disloyal to Jewish people, and you're being very disloyal to Israel.
3: Washington State Governor Jay Inslee is dropping out of the 2020 Democratic presidential race, and you're listening to USA Radio News.
0: You knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But that didn't stop you, did it? You knew you could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses. And you could possibly even lose your job. You were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure. You were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by NHTSA.
3: To thank you for helping build My Pillow into the big company that it's become, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO, has created the new Radio Listener Special. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the new Radio Listener Special, use my promo code USA, and you can get deep discounts on the new body pillow, on regular My Pillow, the travel pillow, the Giza Dreams bed sheets, lots of savings there mypillow.com use promo code USA and save on everything on the website an update from the nation's attorney general William Barr on the investigation into the death of Jeffrey Epstein the convicted sex offender and millionaire found dead in a New York City jail cell recently apparently of suicide we're moving expeditiously and I think soon I'll be in a position to report to Congress and the public the results I will say that as I said before we have found uh, serious irregularities uh, at the at the center. But at the same time, I have seen nothing uh, that undercuts the finding of the medical examiner that this was a suicide. Barr dismissing conspiracy theories that have surrounded the circumstances of Epstein's death. President Trump wiping out student loan debt for veterans who are completely and permanently disabled. He signed an executive order after speaking to veterans in Kentucky yesterday, an order that directs the Department of Education to eliminate all such debt. And this is USA Radio News.
1: All right, the mainstream press is so dishonest, so dishonest in their reporting of this reality check, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about the national debt, folks, and the deficit and all that kind of stuff. The national debt, as you know, going through the roof. The deficits are going through the roof as well. Tax cuts are part of the blame. Democrats and liberals are correct on that. The problem is we haven't cut spending along with our, quote, tax savings. And really, both sides of the aisle are guilty of this. Uh, Rand, Paul, and others have really brought this to the forefront for discussion. But the headline says the federal budget deficit will reach a trillion dollars by next year. That's 2020. That's according to forecasts from the CBO. All right? Um, And that's the Congressional Budget Office, if you didn't know. And they say the national debt started at $19.5 trillion when the president took office. Okay? Now they say after expanding just under nine trillion dollars under the Obama administration. Now the reason that this is so dishonest by them is because they make it sound like, hey, it expanded only nine trillion. Just under nine trillion dollars, like, oh man, it's no big deal under you know, Barack. The bottom line is each president now is starting to double the debt, Kurt. And so it doesn't matter when you were handed the baton. The fact is you're doubling it in your administration. We're going into debt like no other. And this is very dangerous. Donald Trump on the campaign trail is correct on this. Now, I don't really want to hand this to Donald Trump as if it's all his fault, though. Okay, Donald has tried to save money. I mean, what, 60, how much is it, 60 million or billion? I can't even remember all the numbers. It gets so complicated that they've saved by turning off the Planned Parenthood funding through the Title X. You know, Donald has done a lot to try to cut expenditures as well, but Congress simply will not go along. He gets challenged at every turn. Now, has Donald been completely responsible? No, he hasn't. And I'm not getting him off the hook. But what I am saying is you can't just hand it to the president. Look, Congress chose to vote to get rid of the debt ceiling, Kurt. Uh, Congress, uh, according to Rand Paul, when he tries to float his penny plan, have rejected uh, any common-sense measures to rein in spending. So is Donald partly responsible? Sure. But I think Donald's done quite a bit to try to change the game, too, reduce a lot of foreign aid, uh, reduce money to Planned Parenthood. He's tried to rein in some expenditures. But I think Congress is the real guilty party here. Uh, and I think that the you know this dishonest money plan that we live on that's unconstitutional is the real core. If we moved to honest money, we wouldn't have interest at all on these things. Uh, but you know what? If you're going to cut... Um, Revenue-generating sources like taxes, you've got to cut spending uh, as well. But this is a big deal, Kurt, a trillion-dollar deficit in a single year. I don't even know how to comprehend that, Kurt.
2: Well, yeah, um, it is tough. Um, I mean, I've seen those uh, pictures of the uh, – where they kind of help you picture what a trillion-dollar is, and it's still – a little difficult to uh you know figure that out and then when you see uh what's going on i mean wouldn't it it'd just be so refreshing if they simply would say look um you know um we've got to follow what uh, my wife's done with the her budget and uh you know mrs obama did um uh, x amount of dollars my wife did it on uh, about 30 percent of hers so um you know let's see who can uh, you know compete with uh what melania has done
1: yeah i agree and i think you ought to even uh, you know give department heads bonuses for cutting the budget kurt if you cut the budget just say we'll give you a bonus of five of percent of whatever you cut
2: What do you well, think it that makes idea? perfect sense um, because um, then, you know, then the individual has a reason, you know, a yeah. little bit more of a reason to uh, hunt for that. I, I've advocated for that in, uh, you know, any level of government. I've said, hey, you know, if if a private citizen can uh, find ways to save money for the government, uh, I don't care who does it. Um, you know, let's say you find a way to save, um, you know, $10 million. Uh, you know, uh, I think it would be smart if the government op- offered to save even a 10% uh, finder's fee, if you will. Uh, and uh, it would make it where uh, there's a, uh, I guess you could call it a commission available for those who are... Uh, trying to do that. Yeah, and, and you'd uh, say
1: that to all department heads. You'd say, hey, Ben Carson. Everybody. Hey, so-and-so. Hey, what a- you know what? You look, you comb through your budget and find ways to legitimately save us a bunch of money, and we'll give you a finer's fee. And I don't, I don't care if it's 5 or 10 percent, Kurt. The point generally is yeah. that we'll save so much money, and a lot of the people that'll do the incredible work that needs to be done will be profiting handsome, profiting handsomely. But that's okay. Because we've got to do something. But I don't really see anybody working on it blatantly, publicly, or whatever else. I think Donald's doing quite a bit. I'll give you an example. Trump says that he's seriously looking at entering birthright citizenship. That'll save us a lot of money, Kurt, uh, uh, alone. But he's getting attacked relentlessly for this, too. It doesn't matter what Donald takes up to try to make common sense decisions on or reduce expenditures for or, or make our nation safer regarding or reduce the welfare or the food stamps. Or Donald just gets relentlessly attacked for everything he does. And this is an example where, hey, I'm not for the birthright citizenship idea. I'm not for somebody can cross our border illegally and then have a baby and all of a sudden the baby's a citizen. And then, of course, you can't deport mom because you can't leave baby alone. I'm I'm not for those kind of plans, Kurt. I don't support that kind of uh, manipulation of our system. But that's what's going on. Donald trying to stop it. and Good for him. So this is not an attack on the president as much as it's it's really an accountability cry from all of us citizens to all government officials to say we have got to do something when our deficit reaches a trillion dollars. I mean, it's out of control. And it's only going to grow, 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 grow. Donald Trump signed an executive order, Kurt. They say keeping promise to the vets. Relieve student debt for veterans is what the idea is. And so Donald, uh, I guess, put together this plan to just single-handedly forgive the um, vets' debts on student loans. Do you want to respond to that one, Kurt? I'm not for that kind of executive order.
2: Well, when you uh, – did you read how it was uh, for – it's not just for all vets as far as I understood. Um, it's for the ones that are uh, basically uh, completely um, – um, let's disabled. see. I was trying to read. It. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's right. So it's not like they can be uh, working too much to pay off their debts, etc. cetera. Um, you know, what I wish you would have said was, look, hey, uh, this is the, uh, you know, this guy, these people's uh, amount totals here uh, i'm going to go ahead and put um, my money into this uh, to help pay off these guys uh, debts um, you know and i uh, welcome the rest of you as well to do that uh, you know and and so much of it has to do with uh, the federal government has um, jumped in in so many ways uh, to pay for things like education and and that's basically caused the uh cost of it just to go well through the roof uh in my opinion and uh that's one of the reasons that um you know there's so much of this um education debt if you will um but um you know it's just um it's just, it's a mess. Yeah. Well,
1: and my response to it is I don't have a problem if we find a way to forgive these debt, these debts. Even if we at some point kind of do a one-time, hey, we know government shouldn't have paid for this in the first place, but we're going to wipe it clean for these, these people that can't pay it back. I even understand that. Not that I'm for the socialism that it causes in the first place, or that, but once we're in the middle of this, there's no good way out is the point. So I'm even okay if the, if the government forgives that debt, but then as long as they put a program in place that says, we're not going to allow this to happen in the first place. Government's not going to give this money out to forgive anyway. Okay? So I guess what I'm saying is I, I'm for ending the programs, and but I'm not even against forgiving that debt. Because I think of all people, we owe something to the veterans, probably more than any other group. And you could say, Sam, well, you're caving on socialism. It's a slippery slope. No, but what do you do? At some point, the money's got to come from somewhere. And who's it going to come from? And I do think the taxpayers owe the veterans something. Uh, they owe them care and love. And, and the worse the veteran comes back, uh, how do I say this? The worse shape the veteran comes back in, the more I think to some degree we owe to them. But so I'm not supporting socialism, but I am saying at some point you've got to get out of the mess you're in. Maybe a one-time forgiveness of this debt and then maybe a plan in place that would say, we're not going to allow this to happen in the first place. The government has no business handing out student loan candy in the first place. Nevertheless, my problem with this, Kurt, is I don't think it's a Donald Trump one-man decision executive order kind of a discussion. As far as I understand, budgetary items need to be through the House and the Senate and et cetera, et cetera. I don't support a, a, an executive order single decision. Uh, answer here let's have you respond to that when we come back and then we'll talk about this uh, triggering the Google social credit system that's an interesting twist too Uh, we'll talk about it Sam and Kurt on your radio
3: I'd invite Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. The press has created a rigged system. They even want to try and rig the election. Well, I tell you what, it it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. And poisoned the mind of so many of our voters. At
1: the polling booths, where so many cities are corrupt and voter fraud is all too common.
3: And then they say, oh, there's no voter fraud in our country. I come from Chicago. So, so I want to be honest, it's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have too. You know, whenever people are in power, they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to, you know, tilt things in their direction. There's no way. You start whining before the game's even over. Whenever things are going badly for you and you lose, you start blaming somebody else. Then you don't have what it takes to be in this job.
4: After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999, text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to DefendAPatriot.com, DefendAPatriot.com.
1: know a lot of people are saying donald's keeping his promise to the veterans ladies and gentlemen i get it but i don't think it's one man through executive orders uh proper authority kurt to just flat out forgive this kind of debt i don't know how much dollars we're talking about or how many dollars we're talking about but i don't think president trump by executive order really has authority to just decide this um and i don't believe we should be uh, giving this money out like candy in the first place so there's multiple problems here but what do you think about that kurt You think it's constitutional for one man just to create an executive order to just forgive all this debt?
2: Well, um, if we're talking about constitutional, I just wish you would go a little further and say, uh, by the way, I learned that um, there was a guy running for president that um, wanted to eliminate, you know, get rid of this whole Federal Reserve problem. And, uh, you know, he uh, suggested that we uh, uh, basically uh, mint a... uh, coin at the treasury and uh, pay off the federal reserve Uh, the guy's name was bo greitz Um, and um, i i found that to be a great idea to kind of get rid of this whole problem in fact i i want to restore make america great again and restore this thing and we didn't have it uh, you know before so Let's get that done as well. I mean, if he wants to. But if he has authority debt, to do what, he has authority sure a to go all of... the
1: way, right, Kurt?
2: Well, you know, it sure seems like it, Sam. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I uh, most of the time, at least in my opinion, most of these uh, executive orders, pretty much turn a guy uh, whether it's president trump or anybody else into a a king and that's my problem with it uh um you know if you have a good king well you're in pretty good shape if you have a bad king you're in real trouble and uh congress has uh neglected its duties uh he could um scold them, if you will and say look uh it says right here you're supposed to take care of this whole money thing so let's get doing it uh let's get this thing started over and uh, you know um clean it off all the books for everybody uh you know or something i i don't know at least it could be brought up in that way instead of I agree. just uh And either he has authority to do the whole
1: thing or not at all. And so, uh, anyway, that's my issue. I personally don't think a single man by executive order should be able to play with the dollars uh, that way in the first place. But that's, you know, just uh, my take on it. And I understand that we want to take care of the veterans. I get that and agree with that principle. Again, 99 times out of 10, I don't debate a given problem. I agree that it's a problem. What I want to do is go to the head of the source for the solution. And the solution is not to have Donald Trump just by executive order barking out these different things. The answer is to truly put pressure on Congress to do the right thing, to return us to honest money, to not hand out these funds like candy to be forgiven later in the first place. Uh, So there's a proper role, which is what we advocate for. Kurt wants to talk about Michelle Malkin. Kurt.
2: Well, uh, are you familiar with her, Sam? Um, Yeah,
1: as a person, sure. Sure.
2: Uh, you know, there's I it's hard for me to keep up on all these different, um, you know, I guess you call them uh, media uh, people or, uh, you know, some people come spokes babes or spokesmen or whatever. But uh, in her in her case, um, what do you know about her? Well, what do you want to know? Like her net worth, how tall she is? I mean, what are you asking for? She's more
1: conservative than most, not as conservative as us. Okay. um, Very good. you know, she uh, has done a lot of good stuff. She's written a lot of articles. Uh, She's spoken out about a lot of uh, different issues, uh, a lot of the issues that we would speak out about, Kurt. And so they don't really like her too well. Um, She's been in the news quite a bit because she's a lot more mainstream than we are, Right. But, yeah, she's not right. so mainstream that she gains acceptability. I'd kind of put her in, like, the Rush Limbaugh category or maybe even the Glenn Beck category in the sense that, you know, she, first off, she's not to be confused with Michelle, Michelle Merkin, okay? Oh. So there's a lot of people. You're right. It can get very confusing fast, right? But um, as far as I understand, she is a well-known commentator. And that's not really her name. Um, she was born Michelle McAlan. or oh. Magellan. Gonna change Magalang a little bit. Huh? Um, she was born in 1970, so she's 48 years old, Kurt. And she was born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and she went to Opalyn—I think it's called—college. Huh. She's an author. She's a syndicated columnist, like I mentioned, a television personality, and a blogger. And she's been with Fox News for quite some time. And she's Republican. And that's kind of why I say, you know, she's a whole lot more uh, mainstream than we are. But she comes up with a lot of good stuff in her defense. I guess her spouse is Jesse Malkin. Um, I guess
2: guess they got two children. According to the uh, Breitbart piece about, you know, this whole thing, uh, she has a 20-year-old website you know which is yeah. you know been around for a while um and i guess it got placed on what they call or what she calls a news blacklist yes um and so this kind of goes with that you know, previous story with, uh, you know, Zuckerberg and his uh, news police, I guess you could call it. Uh, you know, you wonder how these things happen, but uh, it seems like it's just more of the same, right?
1: Yeah, she's written four books. She was published by Regnery Publishing. She's appeared on Fox and, you know, a lot of the mainstream, um, whatever, she speaks out. Uh, you know, she's with Students Against the War Controversy, so she's she's a supporter uh, of less war. You know, you and I would agree with her on a lot of things. Um, but again, you know, when you get this Fox News reporter stuff, Kurt, they kind of waffle.
2: Okay? That's what it seems like uh, in this, one of these uh, articles, by at least the one we're talking about, it says uh, triggering the Google social credit system. Um, do you understand that? whole thing or is that no just more of this? do i
1: understand a lot of it yes do i understand the whole thing no because a lot of it's kept secret by your government in bed with google kurt so i don't know exactly what it is but here was the, what i know she is conservative enough kurt and her story is unique enough to where they don't want to talk about her at all unless it's in a negative light they want to give her enough credit to be foxish In other words, to um, pretend they report, you decide. But not enough. For example, her parents immigrated to the United States right before she was born on an employer-sponsored visa. After her father uh, finished his medical training, they moved to New Jersey. She has a brother. And she says that her parents are kind of like Ronald Reagan Republicans that were not incredibly politically active. She's a Roman Catholic, Kurt. And she, you know, uh, basically she was involved in Holy Spirit, Roman Catholic High School, where she edited the school's newspaper and inspired to become a concert pianist. But anyway, following her graduation in 1988, she uh, wanted to pursue a bachelor degree in music. But she changed her major to English. And she worked as a tax preparation aide. She worked as a network news librarian. Um, anyway... I guess she, um, she criticized affirmative action programs, and they just beat her to pieces. So she graduated from college in 92, and she later describes her alma mater as left wing. And so she's, she's quite well known. And you and I would like a lot of what she does. I mean, she's written six books, I guess, not four. Her first book, An Invasion, How America Still Welcomes Terrorists. Criminals and other foreign, um, what is it, Um, what's that word, memesis? Anyway, it was a New York Times bestseller, this book that she wrote, Kurt. In 2004, she wrote, In Defense of Internment, the case for racial profiling in World War II and the war on terror. Defending the U.S. government's internment of what? 112,000 Japanese Americans in internment camps in World War II," she said. "The same procedures should be used on Arab and Muslim Americans today," and uh, she got criticized big time for that, you know. Um. Anyway, there's a lot to Michelle, but she's a very controversial figure. She's very con, uh, very conservative. She uh, responded and said, "I'm not Asian. I'm American." Her third book is called Unhinged, Exposing Liberals Gone Wild, released in October 2005. And, uh, you know, culture of corruption, Obama and his team of tax cheats, crooks and cronies. So she's done a lot of good. And you and I would agree with her on a lot of points. Consequently, are you surprised when she's blocked Kurt Google and their, quote, credit system just says this? You and I have no credit. The way you get credit is you've go along with the mainstream agenda that Google supports. Otherwise, you know what? Michelle Malcolm on her website is going to trigger the global Google credit system. And they're going to shut her down. 20-year-old site or not, she's on the news blacklist. Buddy, she's peddling fake news. Why? Because Google doesn't agree. And this kind of goes back to what I was highlighting earlier about this 2020 Zuckerberg plans news police story you brought up, Kurt, which is, hey, Zuckerberg hates Michelle Malkin, so does Google, and they're all going to do their very best to join arms and shut her down. Just like they will a lot of other conservatives, Kurt, which I disagree with. I don't agree with Michelle on everything, but she's right on this, and she has she's entitled to her point of view. Free speech needs to be alive and well in America, and it's being shut down by these tech tycoons, Kurt. But the sad part is everybody wants to blame the tech tycoons when what they don't realize is the government built the tech tycoons we're now complaining about, right?
2: It's a great point, Sam. And then this um, So the headline should article. say,
1: Government via Google attacks Michelle Malkin,
2: violates yeah. her free speech rights. They ought to be sued. Good point. But what are you going to do about it, Garrett? Yeah. In this um, one, she said she learned uh, last week from a Silicon Valley whistleblower... Uh, <laughs> who spoke with the intrepid investigative team at Project Veritas. Which is James my O'Keefe. My a yeah, uh, news and opinion website is on a Google blacklist. She says, uh, thank goodness the big tech giant hasn't taken over the newspaper syndication business. And then it says, yet. Uh, 20 20 years of column writing have allowed me to break news and disseminate my opinions without the tyranny of social justice algorithms downgrading or whitewashing my words. Um, You know who she reminds me a
1: lot of, Kurt? Dennis Prager.
2: She has every right to
1: her views, and she's getting absolutely blackballed and slaughtered by government in bed with big tech.
2: Yeah, she says, but given the toxic metastasis of social media in every aspect of our lives, especially for those who make their living exercising the First Amendment, it may only be a matter of time before this column somehow falls prey to the Google Ministry of Truth, too. So um, she sees it coming, huh, Sam? Huh? It's on its way. I think, it's here now. There you go. All right, Uh, hour one in the can.
1: I feel sorry for Michelle. I stand with her. I think she has a right to her thoughts and her opinions and her beliefs, and government in bed with high tech should not interfere with her free speech rights. I'll tell you that right now. Hour one of the can, hour two coming up. Hard-hitting talk, always at your fingertips. LibertyRoundTable.com. If you find our efforts worthy, donate today. Help us grow our presence in the media, will you please? LibertyRoundTable.com, live and on demand radio, free at your fingertips. For Sam and Kurt, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.